All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. Episode three. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a listener this early on. Um, Before we get into this next episode, I just want to extend a huge sense of gratitude to all of those who have participated in in interviews, who are just waiting and have an interview on the calendar. And for those of you who are going to end up interviewing with us, this wouldn't happen if you were not here. And it is incredible to hear your voices and have them out there and available. I am so impressed by your courage um, and your just willingness to be real. And I think that is so rare to have people be real. And so thank you so much for that. Now, um, for without further ado, because I'm sure um, listening to me talk is not why you're here. This episode today is a young woman who really starts to talk about what's at the core of so many of the conversations I've had over the years of uh, working with youth and doing my research. It is the fact of that she's not being heard and she wasn't heard from a very, very early age and she has vivid memories of this and she goes into the storytelling and the narrative around it and how it's impacting her today in her life and how she is working through it and still really facing a lot of it. So I really hope you enjoy, stay tuned and um, come back. Thank you so much. Okay, uh, welcome to the Recovering Youth Podcast. This is Dr. T, and I'm here with Jesse, of course, and our wonderful guest, Jasmine. Jasmine, thank you so much for being here. Welcome. Thank you for inviting me. It's my pleasure. So we love to start off with just asking you to tell a little bit about yourself so the audience kind of knows who you are. Um, I was born and raised in California. Um, I, I went to high school in California for two years and then I went to boarding school for two years and then I went to college for a year and then I went to another college for a year and now I'm transferring to another college. And that's where I am right now. It's summertime. Um, yeah. Awesome. That was super discreet. Thank you for sharing that information. Well, I don't know what you would, like, I, I don't know, like, what were you asking exactly? What am I supposed to, like? Well, that's determined by you. You can tell us what you want. Can you ask it again? Yeah, just to tell us about yourself. Oh, um, like about my personality? Sure. Um, I'm outgoing, but I'm actually an introvert, but people don't always know that because I'm really outgoing. Um, I really like to work out. I'm very active. Um, I'm really into eating healthy, clean food, and I, yeah. Is Perfect. That that, I loved that. You got very much yourself in that. I wish people could see your video. You totally moved with every word you said. Um, It was pretty fantastic. So um, as we kind of had talked about, we are really talking on this podcast about the things that uh, people, young people specifically, don't get to normally talk about. And so we're curious, um, is there anything that you've experienced in your life that really was something that you wanted to or needed to talk about, but you weren't able to? 
Um, definitely like with my family, I feel like that happens a lot. Like, like, and maybe it's not that I'm not able to, it's just that I'm not listened to or heard about it or, and like just ignored and like literally just ignored. So yeah, it's definitely. Could you maybe give us some examples or tell us a little more about what Um, that looks like? Yeah. Like for starters, um, as you know, uh, but people listening probably don't, my mom's very like open person inviting and like she adopted a homeless man into my house when I was like eight years old and like I was young and he was a lot older he still lives here by the way and I was a lot younger when he first came and I didn't want him here and it really upset me and I would say every single day I would cry and cry and cry like I still am upset about it and like it just like, like, and I say it, but like, like, I just am not responded to by anybody. And it's just not. So I guess that's one of them, like having a homeless person come live with me. And like, which like, okay, I'm not, I'm like, I know it kind of sound mean when I say that. And like, it's not that, but like when you're so young and like, you're scared and like, it's scary. You know what I mean? When you don't know. And I think it's awesome that she wants to help people. And I think that's great. And I think like, I just don't think you personally, I, I just wouldn't do that as a parent. Like I wouldn't have like a seven, eight year old kid and like bring like a homeless person that I know nothing about into my home with them um, saying I'm scared and being afraid. I would probably listen to that if I was a parent. So when you said you were scared and afraid, how did she respond to you? She would tell me that, like, she would say, no, 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 he's safe. She would just tell me he's safe. And then she said, it's not up for discussion. He's staying here. He's living here. And then, like, it's been, like, 11 years or 12 years or whatever, and he's just never left. And when she told you that it wasn't up for discussion, I mean, how did that make you feel? bad especially because like he is like a raging alcoholic and like she knows that it's like he has a an issue and like and I like I always felt like I had to be the parent and I had to say things to her like mom like I'm so young and like he has like an addiction and like it's not like I don't feel safe or comfortable with him in the house like I don't yeah and she just like wouldn't she in her mind I feel like she just thinks that like she's doing something great and like giving back and it doesn't matter do you think she possibly feels like she's modeling something for you and is trying to teach you something through that Mm, maybe but I think like through that and through what she's modeling and trying to teach me makes me feel like I like my opinion or what I say doesn't matter and that like I'm insignificant how has that had an effect on you feeling like you're not being heard I think it makes me like I think I have like issues with anger because of that like I get really frustrated really easily when I'm not heard because of that and like I think it's also made me a very independent person and like really taught me that I can't rely on people Well, like, you can't really, but, like, yeah. It's definitely hard. And then, like, I would freak out. Like, that's 
part of the reason why I had to go to boarding school because I was so bad. Like I would just like scream and scream and scream because like I wasn't listened to. So I'd freak out and like do things like like whether it was with friends, like outside of the house, I would just like misbehave. And I and I know it was for attention to like be heard because no one ever listened and no one ever seemed to care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just I'm just processing that. Um and how to you can say whatever you want. You cannot like Oh, I have I have every intention on saying every, whatever I want. <laughs> I'm not worried about you. I know you're incredibly resilient. It's just more that um, yeah. where to go with everything you just said. There's just there there was so much in those yeah. those sentences yeah. to, to unpack. Yeah, I've talked about it with people a lot, so yeah. like I know how to talk about it. You know, maybe that's why I said so much. Yeah, that's really such a big theme with the podcast that we're that we have as well as exactly what you're talking about. How yeah, at age, it's a lot. People just don't hear you, you know, and that's so it's really deep for us to totally. have and to be able to hear this. And, totally. Um. Yeah, and I I think that like and like I've talked to my friends about this like we have memories and things that have happened like since we were like four years old and like our parents like think we don't know and that like we're not aware or coherent and like we are and like we remember and like like my friend like my very best friend like has held on to some of these things like just like I have um that like happened when we're like five six seven eight like and our parents just think like it doesn't matter but like it really shapes like you Is that your puppy? Yeah, my puppy. Yeah. He barks. We're outside. Yeah, mom. (laughs) What? He's agreeing with you, huh? Yeah. He hates, he hates, I don't want to name his name, but the person who, the. Oh, yes. He hates, hates, hates him. Like, oh my gosh. When you'll see if he, you'll see. <laughs> Probably connecting with your energy, huh? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he wears a hat and like he Ernie really doesn't like people with hats. Um so I wanted to ask you about one of the first things you talked about so in your little personality description, um yeah. you said that you're an introvert but you're outgoing and I almost and I'm wondering if there's a connection between this not being heard and not being able to actually be an introvert and feeling like you need to be outgoing in order to connect. I mean, yeah, they're, they're definitely like, that's pretty. Yeah. I, yeah. I always, whenever I'm with people or like surround, that's probably why it's so draining for me to be around people and why I'm such an introvert because when I'm around people, I have to like, I feel like I have to like, really overcompensate like is that the right word maybe it's a good word that makes sense yeah I have to like talk a lot and like I don't know and do you feel there's a connection though to that not being heard piece yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then so what have you learned about yourself over the years 
with that experience? Um, I've kind of just been in this like, like drive that like, I'm like, I have to be here right now. And like, I'm very lucky that like my parents are supporting me and like, I love my dad and I, I obviously love my mom. Mm. and I'm kind of just like like I'm living at home right now which is hard I've lived at home the past year for the first year and three or four years like for the whole year like the school year which was challenging and I definitely like have learned that like I have to be here now because I just like financially I don't like like have anywhere else to go but I've learned that I'm like, not like, like I'm leaning heat, like in this, I'm getting to the point, but I'm le- like, I kind of just learned that like, I need to do what I need to do right now to get out of this situation. But like, I'm kind of just in this drive to like, get out of like, my current situation. And maybe that's what I've learned that like, I just need to like, get away in order to like, finally, like, let go yeah maybe that's what I've learned yeah do you have advice for teens who you know when you live with your parents you can't really get away it's says yeah advice for ways to deal to handle that um, not being heard when you live with your parents and you're in that yeah position. I definitely think like teens especially a lot like in those situations they get depressed sad the regular things that teens get ways they feel and then like maybe they'll stay home a lot or like like just hide out in their room or whatever I definitely think working out for me Mm -hmm. like I just release so much when I work out and I think that's honestly saved me like I have to work out like once or twice a day Mm -hmm. just to like not like I'm so angry I get angry living here so that helps and I also think um I think talking to people is really good I should probably have been going to therapy I think that would have really helped but I didn't but because my mom doesn't want me to which is weird she doesn't want you to do do what exactly I think she doesn't want she won't like pay for me to get a therapist Um, which is fine but like I don't know. Is it because she feels you don't need it or she just doesn't support it? Yeah, she thinks I don't need it. And how does that make you feel? Just the same thing. She just doesn't understand me at all. So it's like a continuing story from when you were four years old. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I was, when I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just turned into, it showed up in different ways. Right? Yeah. You're getting these different points of time where you're saying, I need help, I need support, I need this or that. And mm-hmm. the reaction is just reinforcing that you don't need it, you don't deserve it, and you're not going to be hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. Do you feel like you have support by your family besides financially? Um, it's like, it depends, like situation to situation. 
like I don't feel like I'm listened to but like if I like like if I would like got like had a breakup and was sad and like needed to like talk to my mom like sure that makes sense like she'd be there for me but like with the things like going on in our house and like no like it's not like she's not like there for me like I like I know she loves me like to the way she can yeah do the best they can with what they got exactly I know that she think everything she does she she believes she's doing it out of love and compassion and that yeah what kind of responses could she give you that would have made it different I think actions or like actually like expressing like not like when I say things she just says okay I hear you or like I'll like I get so angry and then I send like long texts which like like I feel like that's a better way for her to hear me sometimes and like actually saying it to her face and she just won't respond or like I don't know they make they both my mom and my dad just make me feel like I'm like a huge drama queen and like really dramatic when all you're doing is actually like getting bigger and bigger because you feel you have to. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what happens. That's why I know that's why I would like act out and why like, yeah. And has it often been like chalked up to teen dramatics? Like this is just how teens are. This is how they act. So we just kind of ignore it. Um, I don't think anymore, but, like, I think now, like, my mom, like, it, she'll just, like, make comments, and she be like, she's a, she's a bitch, she's mean, she's a mean person, you know what I mean? She'll just call me a bitch, So like, yeah, Jasmine's not nice, or, like, stuff like that, she'll say, but no one is younger, yeah, definitely was just, like, oh, my God, she's, like, has, yeah, like, yeah. And so when you have, and so what's your relationship like with your dad? Um, better, like in some ways, but like, he's kind of like, just does what my mom like needs him to do. He's like obsessed with her. So he just does like what she wants, but like, he like hears me more and like can offer more of a response about it. And, like, at one point, like, he agreed that, like, I was, like, it's time for, like, don't you think, like, it's time for, just so you know, this, this, this person, I don't even know what to call him. Mm-hmm. This person. I don't, homeless because he's not homeless because he lives here. He sleeps in a tent outside my room on the side of the house. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> And really, so I'm like, I'm like, dad, like, it's time for him to go. Like, it's been like, like I said, like 12, whatever years, like, I, like, I don't understand, but like, okay, she brought him here. He's back on his feet. Like he like has had done a bunch of odd jobs. Like he has money. He has a bank account. He can go move out now. He gets social security now. He can leave. And he's like, yeah, you're right. Like maybe it's time for him to start looking in. And like my dad would totally understood and heard me. 
And then my mom's like, no, he's not leaving. Like she really doesn't want him to leave. And she's like, he does things around the house. She, like, no, he doesn't. I don't know why she like thinks that he like cleans the house. And like, maybe he does a little bit, but like, it's not like a, she just like, won't let him, like, she loves him. And then I'm like, and then like, I even said something once and I was like, my dad and I like, cause no one will say anything. Cause everyone's too scared. And like, I'm not everyone like just, and then I've said something. And then like, after talking to my dad and then my mom was like, no, you're staying. I love you. Like, I don't want you to leave. So she like, I don't know. I don't get it. And then my dad's like, and then after my mom like yells at my dad, he's like, yeah, he's staying. Mm. Do you feel like she's putting the man's needs before yours? And that's really challenging. That's yeah, totally is. But she probably thinks it doesn't affect me. She's like, it's not actually affecting you, you know? So she doesn't, she doesn't, I don't think that's true. No, actually, because she doesn't know, like, she doesn't understand that I have needs that, like, he. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't understand, like, how much it's affecting you. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't understand that, like, it's actually an issue. She just thinks, like, I'm making it an issue. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just an issue because I'm now still because I'm just angry that like no one listened to me then and like I'm just still haven't let go yeah that's yeah, like yeah. yeah that makes sense you know mm-hmm. I'm at that age and not being heard it's yeah and I really like I whoever's listening to this I really don't want to sound like I'm like an ungrateful like mean person it just like very untraditional and like I really didn't like it well like i don't know i don't want to sound like snobby do you know what i'm saying yeah well i'm we're hearing you and from i mean everything you're saying i don't think you sound that way okay okay good good very yeah i mean you know if you you had those feelings of being unsafe and not heard that's yeah i mean i was i was seven and a 50 year old person like yeah and being right next to your space, your and then person. having my friends over, and like when you're young, yeah. you don't really care about anything else, and it was just weird, and I felt weird, and I'm sure like, like I'm from like a very like ritzy area. I'm sure like parents would talk about it, and like it wasn't like I don't know. Has that taken some work to like allow yourself to be okay with? not being okay with that like honoring that nothing's wrong with you that that for feeling the way that you do about having that person in your space and um, how to accept or yeah go ahead so no keep going i was yeah. gonna say um how how have you come to acknowledge your feelings as being okay and not being uh, mm, i don't really think i have mm-hmm. So it's still something you're... Yeah, like every time I talk about it, I get like the same like anger and like the same feeling. Yeah. Like bottom line, like I can talk about it as much as I want. Like she, sorry, she didn't listen to me and like she didn't seem to... Like I'll never like, there's never like, you know, she can't like... 
and he didn't really get over it that she did that. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say it, it makes me feel like that is the reason you feel you need to get away. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't actually deal with the situation. I'm really struggling facing my actual feelings about this. And so I need to get out of here because the only way I know how to be okay with these people is to not be near them. Yeah. Well, the only, I don't know how I would be okay with these feelings. Living in the circumstances that created those feelings with the same exact situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's pretty reasonable. Right? Yeah. Your feelings are totally reasonable. You're allowed to feel how you want to feel. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Um, So I, There's a couple things you said that I want to ask you about. So you had mentioned that you, because of this whole not being heard in this situation that you're living in, you can't rely on people, right? Um, And so very often um, people that I have spoken with or met or know that really can't have that connection with their family, they typically will find a way to find some soul family, to find some kind of other people who fill those spaces. Um, But if you are struggling just being able to rely on people, have you been able to do that? To rely on people? Or to find some, those those people that really support you as a family would. Yeah, like you. (laughs) (laughs) What? I'm serious. Well, so how do you make, how do you make that happen? Or how does that? I don't think I think the people make it happen. I I don't really think I can make that happen. I think it's the people that decide to make that happen. How did they do that for you? Um, like how are they there for me? Well, how do they become people you can rely on when you have a really hard time with that? Just like trusting them and like like watching them seeing how they like act and are whether you can trust them and then like obviously that takes a really long time but then like I don't know I think I I don't think it really like there's like a like a set like characteristics of someone that like determine I think just like a feeling and a way you feel about it you can't really explain that's okay. We don't need to. I was just wondering. But that is actually something we've heard before is people um, having a hard time with trust. I mean, it seems like this lack of mm-hmm. trust is really um, relevant and pertinent in these conversations. And it's really yeah. watching people and watching what they're doing and see if they kind of maintain yeah. authenticity in their being and what they say to mm-hmm. kind of allow me to even approach a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I just, like, I'm a very... And, like, I think all of this has taught me and, like, made me, like, instead of making me like that, like, I'm a very, very loyal person. And, like, I would do anything for, like, the people I care about, you know? And, like, they can trust me. Like, I'll always be trusted. Like, I, I, I'll always be someone people can trust and count on. I can attest to that. Yeah. 
<laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So not necessarily, um, I don't know, relevant to that piece, but something else you had mentioned, and I want to ask you about it um, kind of for, for, for a very specific reason. So when Jesse asked you about kind of how you deal with this, and you talked about um, working out, mm-hmm. um, I know and recognize that um, one of the largest mental health disorders we have right now are eating disorders. And so... It, this this working out piece. Um, what if you what if that's what if you can't do that, or what if that just becomes the socially yeah. acceptable way of kind of like what if what if like it it like what if like my body didn't work and I couldn't work out? Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Is that what you're asking, kind of? Kind of. I'm kind of wondering where the Whatever. where that boundary is. What do you mean? Where that? What does that mean? Um, I'm trying to figure out how to ask this in a way where it makes sense. So like, what are other tools besides working out or in addition to? In addition to, um, yeah, like I've tried like journaling. I know that helps, but for me, it's just really hard to stick to that because like you really have to like get in your head. I, I find a good book and I read and that like really helps me relax. I just read um, the crawdad book. What's it called? I don't know. It's, it's something crawdad, but it's so good. Um, So yeah, I read when the crawdads thing. I read that helps I don't know what I would do if I couldn't work out though that would really suck yeah and the eating disorder thing definitely a thing every person I know honestly including myself are not overweight are very skinny fit people and we all think we're fat and we're just not so that's definitely a thing do you believe that that I'm fat that you're not and that you're beautiful I know, and all. I know I'm not fat, but like for some reason, like I feel like I need to like not eat things because I'll get fat. Like to be, I don't know. But I know I'm not fat. Like I know that. But it's still like engraved in my mind that I don't know. It's weird. Because I know I'm not that, and I know I'm skinny. Not that that matters. Like, not that I should, like, but, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. What's that journey been like? Well, I I think I did get fat, so I think it really scared me. I did. At boarding school, I gained 20 pounds. I did. Because when you go to boarding school, you eat, they feed you a lot of, like, bad food. And I wasn't paying attention. I did 20 pounds. I did. Dr. T. Where did, did the idea that you were fat come from? Uh, society. Like, people being skinnier than me because their bodies were just built, like, like more like slenderly 
I'm more curvy, like still like fine, but like, and I like those, you know, like how like people can have like a more woman body or more 12 year old body when like they're 18. I would want a more 12 year old body, but like, like, okay. There's like, like, you know, when you're younger, when you don't have curves Mm -hmm. and then you get curves, some people still like don't have curves and that's like really in right now. And people really like the way that looks because you just look like, like really long legs, really small. And I guess like everyone wanted that, wants that. You said you're in like a kind of a ritzy community. Is that kind of the precedent set by where you live? Um, Do you need to look a certain way? Yeah, but that's anywhere. Okay. Maybe not like, like a really cool, like place but like like with hippies and like people who don't care like but I think like any like college college student or like or like anybody who's like a college student or like a woman from like like a teenager to like a 30 year old or like whatever it's different for everybody but I think like Pretty much, like, 80% of people feel that way, no matter where you are. Yeah. Was there a time in your life where you remember seeing women look a certain way and thinking that that's something you had to be? Was it, like, through, like, a magazine or just... No. No. No, I've always, like, really liked my body. And, like, I've always liked my body, but, like... I've always, like, like, you know those times when you get sick and, like, you're not eating a lot? I've always, like, kind of taken, like, pride in those moments and, like, loved that, like, when I wasn't feeling good. So I, like, didn't eat as much. Like, I, like, I, like, don't eat as much and wake up the next morning. I'm, like, really happy that, like, I, like, controlled myself and unconsciously. But, like, I eat. Like, I'm, I eat for sure. Yeah. Do you feel like it was like the feeling of being in control that was a part of that or? Um, yeah, maybe. No, I don't really like, um, I don't think so really, but like, yeah, but no, no, not with me. And maybe, like, sometimes I binge eat, but that's kind of opposite. Like, I'll just sit in front of the freezer and, like, eat and eat and eat, and it will hurt, but, like, I'll keep going. I don't know why I do that. I think maybe I just, like, like the taste of it. And when you limit yourself and, like, tell yourself, like, you're just, like, screw it, and then just go crazy. There's also a concept of eating your emotions. Yeah, maybe I was eating my, maybe I was eating my emotions. If you're not expressing or not able to express and be heard and actually really yeah. process them. Mm-hmm. I really don't express and I don't think like really anyone expresses. Unless like they're in therapy, which a lot of people aren't. Yeah. And so you were talking about how you really, you want to debate in therapy 
and that's something that wasn't really available to you. Do you feel like that those with food, that was just like the best tool that you had at the time? And then when you found things more like working out and therapy, that it just made Yeah, it like when I had nothing to do. I don't do that anymore, but like I was doing it. I think maybe stress too. I had like a really stressful past year. Mm. It was more during the school year. Yeah. Like there was like a period for like a month and a half or whatever when I would come home every day and like just go crazy. Because I would try to limit myself all day too and not eat a lot all day. And then I just like gave up. Did that answer your question? Yeah, definitely. It did? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I just have so many things I want to say or ask you, and I just can't. Like, why? It's there's so uh, so much depth with you and what you're sharing, Mm -hmm. and we really appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, of course. (laughs) Well, my I like I'm curious about. I mean, I'm curious about a lot of it, but just that what you recently, what you just said, like you keep talking about how much food, right? The amount of food as opposed to types of food or types of calories, right? So like, but I keep hearing is like, is like, where is, where did you learn? Like, where did this relationship with food come from? And like, you know, what you guys, I was just like, and like, why is it like, I'm making sure I have like this certain amount of nutrient or something to that effect, as opposed to I ate just five carrots and 16 almonds. And yeah. you know what I mean? No, I, I don't do that. I don't do that. <laughs> I do not do like the 15 almonds. I'll just like eat like, I like try to do like the paleo thing, like no grains, no carbs. And like, but I think what happened was I was at boarding school and then you're, you know, when your body changes, sometimes you start gaining weight. Like when you're younger, like you mm-hmm. have a really fast metabolism, then like eventually it starts to catch up a little so it was like, I was just eating a lot. And then I came home and like, my dad, like not even in a mean way, but he's like, oh my God, like you looked bigger. Like, like, cause I was like so tiny. And then I went to boarding school and I came back and I was like, and that was probably the first time I was like, wait, whoa, I was maybe like a sophomore. Cause also I would, had taken Adderall for like many years of my life and that makes you not eat. And then I was off of it. So I think I got bigger and like, I didn't really like that attention. Mm-hmm of like that and so I like started being really healthy that summer and then I went back to school and that's when me and Dr. T got close and you taught me a lot about like healthy food and like nutrients and stuff and like what foods were good and then I became vegan for a while then I stopped doing that but then like like it's, I've always, like, I know what food's good for me. I know that after I work out, like eating four carrots isn't sustainable. I know that I need to eat something with a high protein content. Like I know those things, but I feel like a lot of people like don't know those things. All the people I'm surrounded by who like are in similar situations, like they do not know what I know about food at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you went? So what was your journey? How did you start eating like paleo and just healthy? And mm, Well, I have a very sensitive stomach. Like I would always feel sick. Mm-hmm. Um, like if I ate things that like weren't 
good for me. Like if I eat a donut, like I'll feel really sick, like really, really sick. Cause like my body's just not used to it. Like I don't eat like that. Um, so wait, can you repeat your question? Sure. Yeah. I was curious as to what that journey looked like when you started eating healthy and, and what, was, what it looked like, like what yeah. it looked like. Was there like a point in your life where you realized yeah. that you wanted to start eating? Yeah. Different? I just realized that like, like I just learned about it and like, well, first it was my, I think my love for animals. I read Esther the pig. I don't, do you know Esther the pig? Mm-mm. You told me plenty about yeah. Esther the pig. <laughs> I read about Esther the pig and I realized like I can never eat a pig again in my life and yeah. I never will. And I still haven't since that book. Nice. Um, except, well, there's one. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's okay. There was this one time that someone tricked me and it was really messed up. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> and uh, I like just real, like, I, like it was my love for pigs. And then I, I really like cows too. So I don't eat cows, but like it's really pigs. Like I d- still don't eat cow. Um, and then, like, I was vegan, and then I, like, I just don't really care about chickens. I know I should, but, like, it, it's more of, like, a psychological thing for me, like, with the animals than, like, anything else. Mm. So I think that started, like, my journey. And then I, when you turn, when you're vegan, I chose to be vegan for, like, a year. When you're vegan, you have to find other ways to get protein, So I think I learned a lot during that period of my life about like where to get protein through plant-based things. And, and then I got like really crazy about it. Like there's been just times in my life where I get really crazy about it. And like, when like I'm out and like, I won't like have a piece of bread because like, I'm so crazy and which is just like not realistic. So it started with bringing awareness to what you were eating. Yeah, to what I was eating, yeah. That grew into how you felt uh, Uh while you were eating, yeah. Yeah, and my mom's always, like, been really into food. Like, like, ever since I was a baby, she would, like, like, make my food and was very, like, natural, like, products and foods and high quality so and like my dad cooks every night like really good food so I've always like kind of been in like that with that awareness I feel like I've all also noticed with you you typically have a pretty good connection with kind of the energetics of food as in like when I eat this this affects my body this way when I eat this it affects my body this way I know like yes that is that totally like satisfied what I wanted to eat or no that did not like you you know that and I know that like if my body's telling me that like I need like fresh greens like I my my body act like if I'm craving that like I know my body probably needs that if I'm craving it Mm -hmm. and like I know after a workout like I said like you can't just like have like a salad with dressing like 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 people are like oh I'm being healthy like this is what I have to do like that you're just that's not gonna work like you're hungry like you need like food like protein you need it mm-hmm. or like yeah no 
but I definitely try to cut out the carb thing like still to this day and like I think I'm doing orange theory right now I don't know if you guys know what that is but it's like a very high intensity um hit workout and I do it every day and then I try not to have carbs and then I would be getting dizzy at like two and I would be eating a lot but like nothing no carbs like no vegetable carbs like nothing with carbs so I had to like add carbs back into my diet which like scares me in a way I don't like it what's your issue with carbs what so what's your issue with carbs a sweet potato has carbs like Mm -hmm. a lot of carbs I know potatoes have a lot of carbs and like I just don't really like that for some I don't know I don't feel great about it when I eat it. Is that a, is that an energetic thing with your body or is that a mental thing? Mental. So if you let your body just feel it, would it be different than what your mind is telling you? What? I said, if you let your body just feel what you were eating, would it be different than what your mind is telling you? Totally. And that's why like, I like my friend always tells me like, you can't limit yourself or like, like you need to eat food that like you want to eat sometimes and like just not limit yourself so much. It's just like not going to work and you're not going to, it's not sustainable. It's not. Well, but like, I, mean, I don't know. I just don't feel like as good of eating like a sweet potato than like a salad. Like I just feel like worse about myself. Okay, sweet potato is like a bad comparison, like a piece of bread, okay? Like a healthy piece of bread. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's just interesting because it's a, I mean, it's a sweet potato, right? Comes from the earth, also has fiber, which helps you break this down and absorb it beautifully, right? But but it's not like you're eating a bag of potato chips, right? It's a whole different concept. I'm trying to be in like a calorie deficit and like I'm trying to burn more than I like eat sometimes. And then like eating a sweet potato like has a lot of calories. Do you get what I'm saying? Like I I do it every single day. Yeah. I'm just saying I feel kind of sad about it sometimes and like wish I didn't have to do it. Yeah. I do have to do it because I need to eat it because my body needs it. Mm Mm-hmm. And it, it it makes me sad that you feel sad about eating sweet potatoes. Like that there's that feeling of, I feel really bad about doing this, even though I know it's necessary. For okay, but a sweet potato isn't like that bad. Like that was a bad example. Like a potato, way worse. Like my dad's making dinner and it's like it's salmon and like salad and sweet pota- and potato. I'll be like, oh, I don't want to eat potatoes. Um, even though like maybe I do want a potato. yeah how do you so do you have a practice that really helps you get into your body and connect with that when it comes to eating versus the mind you like make eating kind of like a meditation or like a way I think yeah I think like I just like when I think those thoughts like what I've started to do and try to do is just like no like no like you cannot think like that like that's Mm -hmm. so stupid and not like like there's no reason to feel like that and I try to tell myself that but sometimes like yeah. you think you know. it's just kind of like ripples of old 
stories and now it's like in this chapter of your new of your life you're creating like a new story and new way of, maybe yeah yeah and that, that could be it yeah because even just saying you know i know i need to eat mm-hmm. a sweet potato right now is really yeah. like coming such a long way and and honoring yourself and that's a beautiful that's yeah progress yeah i think i just have like an unhealthy relationship with food mm-hmm. and like don't understand that like i think maybe sometimes i think like i don't know food like pete you you don't realize it probably but like you think about food like 80 percent of the time like like people don't realize how much they think about food but like like food because it's food and like you just have food but like like i like saw a statistic somewhere that like you literally are thinking about food 80 percent of the time yeah i believe it i love food yeah <laughs> I think about it a lot. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's great to hear you talk about food because it sounds like you've created such a beautiful perspective. And it just seems like right now what you're saying is that you're learning so much more about how food's affecting your body and Yeah. And, and yeah. I think also it makes me feel bad about myself because like I love eating good whole foods and healthy foods. I love the way it makes me feel. And then like sometimes like whether it be at babysitting or at a friend's house or somewhere like I'll eat like too much bread or something and like I I get I get down on myself that I do that and like I shouldn't because if I want to eat it like I don't know I think there's like I think it confuses me because like like am I eating food to like fuel myself or like is it enjoyable and like sometimes I'm when I eat that bread it's not because it's fueling myself it's because it's enjoyable and I think that makes me feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel that you are not allowed to like have that pleasure? Like, is there not allowed to have that enjoyable peace in your life? Sometimes I feel like it's not supposed, like it's supposed to be enjoyable, but like, like it's for your body, like not your brain. But like I, I know that's like I shouldn't think about that. But I'm just like I'm, I'm when I say these things, like I know, like, like, like subconsciously, my mind directs me to these places. But like I know deep down that like it's not realistic, and like I can like eat bread if I want a piece of bread if I want to enjoy it. I like and like I do that a lot when I start eating things. I like. Like, sometimes when I'm eating bad things, I'll eat them really fast because, like, I feel, like, bad about it. But, like, I just sometimes try to sit back and, like, and I'll also, like, not that it should matter, but, like, I'll eat less of it if I just, like, realize that, like, it's okay that I'm eating this and, like, enjoying it. So I think that also makes me eat more when I tell myself that it's bad, which is annoying because also I'm telling myself it's bad and then I'm eating more of it. So it's just all bad. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's really like holding that space of unconditional love for yourself through it all and having yeah. That balance. Yeah. Yeah, and like it's so hard because like every like source like around every teen and like young adult especially like is telling them that like they're not good enough and like shouldn't love what they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it sounds like, I mean, it's just all of this has been such a 
an internal journey, right? This journey of really reconnecting with yourself as opposed to, and disconnecting from your external sources of filling Mm -hmm. that void, right? Figuring out how, how do I fill my own cup as opposed to how do I find other things outside of me to put into it? Exactly. And I think that's why like the things that happen to people happen to them to like help them get like, whether they're horrible things, you know, like horrible things happen to people. Like maybe they like, you know what I mean? Like at the time it's horrible, but like, like they need to happen. And like, and like, like just a piece of advice to like, who's ever listening you guys, like, well, you probably already know this, but like horrible things are going to keep like horrible things, quote, horrible things are going to keep happening. And like, those are the, like having to deal with these hard things. I know that that's going to like get me where I need to go. You know what I mean? I know I have to deal with these things. But I think dealing with them is so hard, like, because I don't really know how. Yeah. Do they always have to be perceived as horrible things? Yeah, that's why, like, well, in the moment, like, you think it's a horrible thing, you know? And maybe, like, when, maybe now, like, I'll be able to, like, I don't know. Horrible, I don't know how else to say it. Like, hard things, hard things. Yeah challenges yeah but I'm saying like a lot of the time in the moment when like you've given up hope and you're tired Mm -hmm. and you're lonely like it does feel like a horrible thing yeah sure sure yeah but being able to look back on it uh with gratitude right and like oh as a teacher in our life it kind of shifts what that moment is for us Mm-hmm. and how we respond to it, right? If we're going to grow exactly. from it or become a victim of it. Exactly. And that's what a lot of the stuff I have to figure out with, like, my, like, family life. Like, I can, like, I can, like, hold this shit with... Can I say shit on this or no? You already did twice. <laughs> but can you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can, like... Like, all this stuff, I can, like, hold it with me or, like, not. But, like, you have to figure it out. Like, I guess trying to figure it out is hard. Yeah. Yeah. And sorry, sometimes you guys say things and then I forget and then I start talking about something else. You don't need to be sorry. <laughs> like, what did you just ask? Was that the answer? Yeah. Yes, your answer yeah. is the answer. Okay. Don't, <laughs> don't worry about it. No judgment here. I'm thinking about a lot right now. Yeah. 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 You're sharing uh, some really profound things. So thank you. Thank you (laughs) for being, for sharing. And, and so when it comes to identity, like what you identify with as yourself, like they, she, he, him, her, like my pronoun? That, sure. That well, what's hard. your that pronoun? <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, when people like say, what do you identify as? Like, oh, I see what you're saying. Well, more so like maybe <laughs> in the context of like, like what you were saying with challenges, maybe previously identifying as not being strong and then now like identifying with as being strong and able to really face those challenges Mm -hmm. what 
in your life has helped you to change the story, to change the identity and come into? Uh, like, like how I was saying, like hard things, like what, how maybe when hard. I was. Sorry, I broke up there. Oh, you didn't hear me? No. no. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I, I guess what I was saying is I'm a little confused with your question. Oh, okay. Because, like, do you mean, like, like how I was talking about hard things? Like, how maybe I'll be more okay with things that come? Yeah, like, has there been points in your life where when you've been met with challenges, you felt like you weren't strong enough to handle them, but then you found this inner strength and you thought of mm-hmm. yourself as being strong enough to... Totally. Um, what what yeah. has helped you to find that inner strength and that identity of being a strong person? I think going through those hard times and hard things and like having to deal with them and like having to figure it out and like being with them and like sitting with your demons, like, yeah. And just like having them with you. Like, I think that like, like you eventually overcome it and then you're eventually okay. And like, Mm -hmm. and then like when something else comes your way, you'll be better equipped to deal with it. And what does that have that inner strength? Yeah. And what does that look like when you face those challenges? Like, do you have an example? Um, no, I'm still working on it, but like, I want it. I know what I want it to look like. Yeah. I would want like, like what I see, like what I would hope for is that like with these challenges, I can like, enter them with like like more like openness and like willingness like I I tend to close off a lot like when I don't like things I just like shut off and I want to stop doing that Mm. just like like yeah I don't I don't really know what exactly what it would look like right now I'm still working on a lot yeah I think that it's great what you just said. I think I think you are doing it, you know, being open. Like right now, yeah. talking about these things, that's being open, you know? And mm-hmm. yeah, just opening to someone like Dr. G and being, yeah, in that space. So it sounds like from what you're saying, just being open is a great way to face the challenges and, and yeah. yeah. And I think there's almost... Um, a bridge that needs to happen where it's like, you know, certain things, you know, there are these aspects and these strengths and these beauties about you, but there's an acceptance that needs to happen. Right. Like that is, that's a really hard piece to do when, um, especially when you're living in a home where it doesn't feel like you're being fully accepted for you. Um, And I'm, I'm moving out in like a month and a half. Right, another closing off, running, shutting down, running away. Yeah, maybe, but like, like you said, I think you choose like your family and like people, and like you find those people or they find you, and I. Yeah, I think like definitely healing, but like I don't know, like I, I've like I've tried to heal with it, and I tell myself it's okay, it's okay, but like. Like, it's not okay. Like, I don't know really what, like, with the, with my situation here at home, I don't really know, like, like, at yoga sometimes I'll, like, like, meditate in yoga and be like, it's okay. Like, 
it's all okay, but like, like I'm not okay with it. And I don't think you need to be okay with it at all. I think there's a level though. It's not being okay with it. It's being able to forgive it. Right. There's, that's two different things. I'm not okay with what you did, but I forgive you for like being this person. Right. And I don't think that we ever get to choose our family. Our family's given to us. (laughs) And typically they're given to us for very specific lessons we need to learn. Um, uh, but we do get to choose people who become pieces of our family, right? There are other parts, there are other individuals that become that soul family that you'll just have forever. And it's beautiful, but most of us will say we don't get to choose our family. (laughs) Yeah. I guess I'm not like good at forgiving. I think like, I just tell myself time, like time heals all wounds and like that time with time I forgive. Cause I don't really, honestly, I have no idea like how I could like just let go and forgive like living in it, especially. Mm -hmm. It's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. And a lot of times we first have to figure out how do we forgive ourselves, right? That's where we begin with that relationship. And it's just hard. It's hard. It's a process, yeah. a lifelong thing. And you are young, my dear. And you are doing <laughs> yeah, a great, and you're doing incredible. I mean, I, I, I want to acknowledge um, your insight and wisdom because it is very profound and it has always been as long as I've known you. And I acknowledge it and I will constantly acknowledge it so that maybe one day it, I become the mirror for you acknowledging yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Because I just so profoundly believe in what you have to offer. And I believe that anyone listening to this is going to hear it also. And is going to be super grateful for you sharing your story because they're going to connect deeply with what you're saying because they know it and they feel it too. Um, mm-hmm. So I just want you to hear from, you know, two people who have lived some lives that you're, you're doing amazing you're recovering very well. <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> I mean, you're, really? you're doing what you need to be doing. Yeah. Really? And, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And give yourself that. some compassion. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that happens, right, unconditionally. No matter those days when we are mad at ourselves for doing something or just whatever, it's compassion is so... Yeah, yeah and like, I feel like, Thank you for saying that. That's really sure. nice. It means a lot. Um, I feel like I like have, com- like I yeah, like you're right. I think I have the tools. I feel like I have the tools inside of me, but like I haven't. Like I need to keep like, you know, pushing. Practicing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a practice, not a perfect, exactly. right? Yeah. Get away from perfection. It'll be, it'll eat you up, man. Yeah. yeah. And I hope like whoever list is listening to this, like, and like is in a similar boat, like knows that like, like even when it's like the hard things, like it, oh, it always like, and I, and I know this and I, this really helps me. Like, I know that it will always get better and it will always eventually, whether it's Years and years and years, whatever. It will always be okay and better and good if you face it. 
That's beautiful. I loved that. Can we end on that? That's, that's what I was <laughs> Can we end on that? Um, yeah. Thank you so much um, yeah. for being here, for taking the time to just chat with us and letting us record you and letting the thank world listen. Thank you for, for using me. It was fun. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. It was like therapy. You know? Awesome. If you ever need it, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh thank you my dear yeah. it's nice to meet you yeah nice to meet you thank you so much for coming on and Well, that was episode three. Thank you so much again for being here, for listening. If you have any questions, if you want to be a part of this podcast, if you just want to reach out and talk and just see what we're all about, send us an email at recoveringyouth at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram, Recovering Youth Podcast, and find us on Snapchat, Recovering Youth. We really look forward to building this community, really making some connections around this globe. So have a great day. Enjoy yourself and take some lessons with you. Peace.